This morning our Bible reading is in uh, Luke, Luke chapter 24, verse 1 to 29. You might like to locate that in, the, in your Bible or on your phone. Luke 24, verse 1 to 29. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground, but the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee? The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. When they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, the mother of James, and the others with them who told this to the apostles. But they did not believe the women because their words seemed to them like nonsense. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the stripes of linen lying by themselves, and he went away, wondering to himself what had happened. Now that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them. But they were kept from recognising him. He asked them, What are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them, called Cleopas, asked him, Are you only a visitor to Jerusalem and do not know the things that have happened here, happened there in these days? What things? he asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but him they did not see. He said to them, how foolish you are and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Christ have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself.
as they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus acted as if they were going further. But they urged him strongly, stay with us, for it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. Give thanks for this reading. It's not the right way. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, and now it's going to be tricky for me to read. No, we'll figure it out. Well, thanks, everyone. Um, well, 2023. I don't know if it's because I'm getting older or whether it's had anything to do with the challenges of the last few years, but it really doesn't seem like a year since we were here welcoming in 2022, does it? Anyone agree with me? Yep. <laughs> One hand. <laughs> Maybe you're all still half asleep. That's okay. I have to admit, I, this morning I sort of had this vision of back in the days when we were in lockdowns and there were only a few people being able to be in the building. And I thought, mm, New Year's Day. So, and I'd actually heard of quite a few churches that weren't even running services New Year's Day. And so I thought, I reckon there's going to be more online today than what will be here. So well done. Um, good on you for being here. Thank you. And um, yeah, maybe you're going to feel like um, I'm preaching to the converted today. But you know what? Jesus came even just for the one. So even if there's one here today or online that hears something in this message that's really going to stir their heart, then that's, um, that's what Jesus wants to do, doesn't it? Isn't it? That's what he came to do. So in September, we started, uh, we were looking at the, at the book of Luke and we looked at all the parables of Jesus and today's the first day of the summer series that we're looking at encounters with Jesus. So I thought, being the 1st of January, I'd look at the, some of the first encounters with the risen Jesus from the Gospel of Luke. So let me pray. Father God, we thank you that we have your word. We thank you that you speak to our hearts through your Holy Spirit. Lord, I just pray that what you've laid on my heart to share today, Lord, that your spirit would be at work. And Lord, even if it is for only one, you know that one. But Lord, we don't limit you. You are not limitless. And particularly these days when we have people tuning in online, Lord, we don't know what you will do. So Lord, we just commit this to you now to work in the hearts of those that you want to draw to yourself. In Jesus' precious name, amen. So leading up to Christmas, uh, a few friends posted an image on Facebook which says this. Don't, can you read it? I can't read it from here. Hopefully you can. Uh, Don't leave Jesus in the manger. Don't remember him only at Christmas. Instead, learn to walk with him every day. can be a bit of a trap, can't it, sometimes? Christmas time is that time where people are talking. It's a lot uh, more... There's a lot more freedom to being able to speak about Jesus, but also 
there's a lot more now that's being closed to that. You only have to look around the shops and there's not as many nativity scenes around these days as what there used to be. But, you know, if we leave Jesus in the manger, we miss the opportunity to experience the risen Lord and to be transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit, which was his purpose. I find I can't um, celebrate Christmas without looking to the resurrection. And much like Easter, if we look just at the crucifixion, without the resurrection, we won't find hope. So in our reading today, thank you, Lynn, we find three different accounts of Jesus' followers and their actions and reactions after Jesus' death and their first encounter with the risen Lord. We heard the account of the women going to the tomb with the spices in Luke 28, verses 1 to 8. Then verses 9 to 11, we hear about the women going back to tell the other disciples that Jesus had risen like he'd said he would, but they didn't believe the women. Although Peter, uh, who'd not only a little while before, had denied Jesus three times at Jesus' trial, he was the one that got up and ran to the tomb to check it out for himself. He saw the strips of linen lying there himself, and he went away wondering to himself what had happened. Then in Luke 24... 13 to 32, we hear about the two of Jesus' followers on the road to Emmaus. They were talking about everything that had happened when Jesus himself came up alongside them, but they were kept from recognising him. This was all on the same day that the women had originally gone to the tomb and discovered the stone rolled away and Jesus' body no longer there. Now, Matthew 28, verses 5 to 10, gives us a little bit more detail about the women's experience. It said, The angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples. Tell them he is risen from the dead. And he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly they met Jesus. Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. Do you remember your first personal encounter with the risen Jesus? For me, I thought I was a Christian. I believed in God um, for as long as I could remember. But I struggled to uh, accept why a loving God would allow his son, Jesus, to die a horrible death on the cross. At Belgrave Heights Easter Convention over 40 years ago now, I uh, really heard for the first time about having a personal relationship with Jesus 
and that Jesus is God in human form. Now, I may have been told this in Sunday school, but honestly, I don't remember. Um, And as a young girl, I was probably like uh, the disciples, not fully understanding any of the parables. And, you know, to be honest, I wasn't even reading my Bible. I don't even know if I had a Bible. Um, By that stage, I probably did, because actually that was one of the first gifts that Leon gave me, was a Bible. At that point, I still um, didn't fully comprehend or understand the message of the gospel. But as I got to know and understand Jesus' message over time, I now know that that evening was when I had my first encounter with the risen Lord. Now, over the years, I had sensed God's protection and even sensed him speaking to me over the years prior to this. But this was the first time that my heart was really receptive to the Holy Spirit. (laughs) In those days, um, events like these and even at church services, there were altar calls where you'd be asked to come forward down the front if you'd accepted Jesus into your heart. Well, I certainly wasn't going to be doing that because all of those that I was with thought I was a Christian already. As I said, I did believe in God, but I was never entirely confident of eternity in heaven. You know, just believing in God doesn't guarantee you a place in heaven. Jesus is the only one who can restore us to God. When I reflect on that encounter now, that experience for me was a bit like the women, I guess. Uh, It was an Easter service, so I was going to see or hear about Jesus when the Holy Spirit started stirring in my heart. I was afraid. I wasn't really sure what that meant. But I was also filled with joy as I finally understood that um, the confidence and reassurance of eternity with God didn't rely on anything I did, but it purely relied on my acceptance of Jesus as Lord and Saviour. I could never be good enough on my own or do enough good deeds for God to accept me into heaven. But accepting what Jesus did on the cross for me was enough and that brought me joy. Fast forward 10 years and I had to admit it, but I got sidetracked. I may have even been like Peter in those 10 years and denied Jesus. I can't, honestly can't remember. And if I did, it would have been more than three times over 10 years, that's for sure. Leon and I were now married and expecting our second child. In those 10 years, we'd only attended church for weddings, funerals, um, we had continued to go to some of the Easter conventions at Belgrave Heights because we lived in Upway. So uh, our friends and relatives, when they go there, then end up coming back to our place for supper. But then we moved to Moorabark. And just before the birth of our second daughter, I thought it would be a good idea to find a local church to attend. So we went to the Easter Sunday service at Moorabark Baptist Church. I didn't want to be late. Leon was actually out mowing the lawns. We'd talked about it beforehand. We'd seen in the local paper, which you used to get back then, um, where different church services were. And 
we thought, well, we're in Moorabark, we'll go to one close to Moorabark. And because Leon had grown up in the Baptist church and I could see a difference in their family, um, we decided to go to the Baptist church. So as I said, Leon was mowing the lawns. I decided to go with my eldest daughter on my own. He said he'd meet me there. She was three and a half at the time and I was eight months pregnant with our second. Now, it's funny when things go through your mind when you're entering a new a place that you don't know, you're unfamiliar with, isn't it? And at that time, I was, yeah, I, would have, I was 30 years old. Um, do the math. No, you'll know how old I am anyway. So, uh, <laughs> um, but I couldn't get my rings on my fingers and they'd all swollen up. And, you know, I wondered as I walked in, I'm thinking, are these people going to judge me that I'm a single mum and what's going to happen and should I walk in? I had all these thoughts. You know, the enemy was already starting to stop me from walking in. But I did walk in. <laughs> I remember sitting up the back. They used to have this corner. This was when the old building before they'd done it up, and there was this corner, sort of a little bit like here, and it was sort of over there, and that's where all the youth and young adults would sit. And being Easter Sunday, that's where they were. So I sort of, that looked a safe place, so I mosey on over there, and I sat down, and um, a couple of the young girls had Easter eggs, so they kept feeding my daughter Easter eggs. She thought it was wonderful, um, and it kept her entertained, so I thought it was wonderful as well. But at any rate, it wasn't about the Easter eggs. Um, you know, even if I had been a single mum, I feel I was welcomed and loved and encouraged in so many ways that we ended up making that our church home for 25 years until the Lord called us here to KSBC. Sure, I still had struggles in my faith journey, doubting, and much like Peter, because I denied Jesus for 10 years, I wondered again how he could love me or if I could even be used by him. But in his grace, he kept, remind, kept meeting me where I was and kept restoring me to himself. I started beginning to understand Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Previously, I'd thought I'd been a pretty good person, hadn't murdered anyone, hadn't committed adultery. But I came to realise over the, that time that it was my acceptance of Jesus and what Jesus had done that made the difference and made me right with God. So the 12th of December, 1993... I decided to get baptised. For, for me, this became my marked moment, as in my struggles and maybe what you'd call my wilderness, 10-year wilderness experience, I was never really sure um, when I truly acknowledged Jesus as Lord and Saviour. For me, being baptised, I was declaring to my family and friends that I wanted to be known that I belonged to Jesus this was my decision that I was fully aware of and that I wanted to follow the example of Jesus through the waters of baptism and be committed to him all the days of my life. As I reflect on these past 29 years since my baptism, 
one of the main things that's helped me in my walk with the Lord has been meeting with and talking and studying with others, just like the two on the road to Emmaus. Now, don't get me wrong, our own private quiet times with the Lord are extremely important. It's a living personal relationship that Jesus wants with everyone more than anything. He desired it that much that he was willing to die for it. But we continually need to be challenged and willing to discuss things that we may not understand so that when we're faced with situations where others may ask about our faith, we're going to always be prepared to give that answer. 1 Peter 3.15 says, But in your hearts revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the, to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. And from my experience, I've learnt so much from others as we open God's word together, reading, talking, learning, crying and praying together. If you're not already part of a Connect group, let me challenge you to form um, a group of your own with some friends, join a group. Um, Maybe you have a neighbour that you have a really good relationship with And in conversation, you could say, would you like to read the Bible with me? Pray for those opportunities. We can't limit God. We can't limit the Holy Spirit. 1 thing that really excited me before Christmas was at the hymn singing afternoon at Wormsley Village. Uh, As we were finishing up, one of the ladies, and it was the first time she was there, um, asked uh, any of those that were there if they would be interested in uh, joining a Bible study. She'd checked with the management and they were happy for her to start one. She had done one prior to COVID in her own home. Then her husband became unwell and COVID hit and she couldn't do it. But her husband had passed on and she was feeling that now was the time to restart up again. Now, management were happy for her to even use the community centre if they needed it, if, it's, if it gets that big. Um, and she's also registered it with youth, the U3A group that runs at Wormsley, which then opens it up to the wider community. How awesome is that? You know, a common thread that I noticed from these passages, none of them were on their own. They were discussing Jesus together. Three women are named in Luke 24, Mary Magdalene, Joanna and Mary, mother of James. When the women came back from the tomb, they told these things to the eleven and then Peter ran off on his own. And then there were the two, one named Cleopas, that had headed to the village called Emmaus. You know, each new year presents itself with new opportunities and maybe this year more than the previous two years. I think the last two have hopefully taught us what's important. You know, relationships are important. And we all need to ask ourselves, how important is my relationship with Jesus? But our relationship with others is also important. 
So do I value others' eternal salvation enough to share what Jesus has done for them? Or am I just keeping it to myself? From my very first encounter with Jesus over the years, I've been like all of these that we see in today's passage in my walk. Fearful yet full of joy, like the women. Running and wondering to myself what happened, just like Peter. And casually walking along the road with friends, with Jesus coming alongside in the midst. And they're not always recognising him there with us. But like the two on the road to Emmaus, I took that step and asked Jesus to stay. As he's opened my eyes to the scriptures, and as we come now to our time of communion, let me read the next few verses of what took place with the two and Jesus. So this is from Luke 24, verses 28 to 35. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if he were going further. But they urged him strongly, stay with us, for it's nearly evening and the day is almost over. So he went to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognised him and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem where they found the eleven and those with them assembled together and saying, it is true, the Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon. Then the two told what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognised by them when he broke bread. As we heard through the uh, parables and earlier on in Luke, you know, this is what Jesus was talking about um, before he went to the cross in Luke 22 when he had communion with his disciples. When the hour came, Jesus and his apostles reclined at the table and he said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfilment in the kingdom of God. He took the bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to them, saying, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Lord, open our eyes to a new encounter with you today. No matter how long it's been, since you first stirred our hearts. Help us to act on it today and look forward to all that you have for us in 2023. We desire your spirit to continue to transform us into your likeness and open our eyes to see the opportunities to share you with all you bring across our path. While they were still talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. After Jesus had opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures, he then told them, This is what is written. 
the Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. I am going to send you what my Father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power on high. He has not left you on your own to do this. He's given each of us the promised Holy Spirit. In Matthew 28, 16 to 20, the Great Commission says, Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptising them in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of age. So as I close today, let me ask you this. How will you seek to encounter more of Jesus this year? Maybe your desire is to be more like the women, falling at Jesus' feet and worshipping him more. That might look like setting aside time early in the morning to spend in his word, maybe an extra 15 minutes up earlier. Maybe you've been like Peter. Maybe that might look like You've accepted Jesus years ago, then you've been in a wilderness experience for many years and even denying Jesus. Maybe you need a marked moment to come back to. Maybe like me, it's getting, was getting baptised. If the Holy Spirit is stirring you now, don't deny him any longer. Tell a trusted friend. See Jordan or myself or send us an email or even Pete when he returns at the end of the month. Maybe you're like the two that have been unaware of Jesus beside you as you walk your journey of life. You know, maybe joining or starting a connect group with friends, just getting that one other person to read the Bible with together might help you to encounter Jesus more as you discuss him and his word with others. And it might just give you that confidence to share him with others. Let me pray. Father God, your spirit is the one that gives us life. Your spirit is the one that stirs our hearts. Your spirit is the one that stirs us to come humbly before you. Lord, I pray that as we sing this next song, Lord, if you are stirring hearts, Lord, help people to just say yes to you or yes to a deeper experience with you this year. Lord, whatever it is, we know that until we take our last breath, you have not finished with us. So we desire to have that deeper encounter with you 
the living Christ. Amen.